0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Literacy Advocate. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Anna Starczewski. She has worked at Scholastic for the last five years. She started as an intern, and she is now a senior editor. She started working on a magazine for third graders, and now she works on a magazine for striving readers. What's the name of the magazine? Action. Action. Awesome. Um, You've always loved uh, reading and writing, young adult. You went to City College of New York, where you got your bachelor's in English and creative writing. Anna, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited to talk to you, too. So, the topic of the day no surprise if I'm going to be talking to someone at Scholastic, the topic is book choice. This is something that you folks are very passionate about. Um, And so, I'm excited to talk to you about it. Uh, So, You believe, uh, and why why don't you correct me if I'm wrong or tell me how you would say it, but uh, you believe that kids need to be the ones in charge of what they're reading. Is that true, false?
1: Yes, totally. Um, You know, to an extent, I still think there's reading that you got to do for school and you just got to do it. But I think that reading should be seen as something that's not just for school, that you know, is a hobby and a fun thing and an escape and something that's more exciting um, than what kids might expect.
0: For the age that you write for, what have you seen is the biggest problem when it comes to student choice in reading?
1: Um, to be honest, I'm not totally sure if I am qualified to answer that question because I'm so focused on, you know, magazine stuff, um, yeah. in my position since I work <clears> on <throat> a magazine. Um, but I do think that, you know, what we hear is that um, kids are excited to read our content because it's different from what they usually read. It's um, current and dynamic, and um, you know, we try to make each story exciting for kids and have something that they can go home at the end of the day and tell their parents about the cool thing they learned in school that day. Yeah. Um, so that's always our goal.
0: Yeah um, why do you think it's so important that kids are, that the reading that kids are doing is not just the reading that they're required to do at school?
1: I think reading is just how you get to learn about the world in a lot of ways. And it opens up so many doors and, you know, the old windows and mirrors metaphor. Um, I think it just really is such a rich experience. And for me throughout my life, you know, I've always loved to read and I'm always reading a book and it's, you know, it, I feel like going to the library and picking up my own books as a kid, as a adolescent, was um, a really fun and empowering experience. I remember like the first time I got to pick out like grown up books from the grown up section, and I read some Mary Higgins Clark as like an eleven year old, and just my mind was blown that you know there were like grown up books out there, but I can read them. <laughs>
0: For me, it was Redwall. I remember, I think I was in third grade when I started reading Redwall. Redwall oh is not a series. It's not these books are big. <laughs> and I just remember feeling so accomplished that I'm reading these like long epic novels as a mm-hmm. third and fourth grader.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's such a feeling of accomplishment and like excitement. And yeah, it's such a good feeling.
0: And what's crazy is I, I don't believe that any school program would have pushed me towards Redwall. So yeah, that, right. that purely came from my mom would take me to the library regularly, just mm-hmm. on a hunt for books that I would like to read. I, I have not thought much about this, but I, that was a regular thing. We'd go almost every week looking for books for me to latch onto. Um, Yeah, same with everybody in our family. And I, I, I wouldn't have developed a love for reading if it were not for that. Yeah, um, same. Why do you think there isn't, why, why, do you, why do you think there are so many students that are not getting that kind of exposure?
1: That's a good question. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not sure why they're not getting that exposure, but I can say why I think it's important that they should. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, you know, kids who don't like to read. I think it's it becomes kind of a part of their personality. Mm. Um, like, oh, like I don't like I don't read. I don't like to read.
0: Yeah, um, and I that. think
1: that. Right. Yeah, really- I probably
0: would have been that, were it not mm-hmm. for. And this is a thing that I talk about on the podcast. I'll talk to people that are very much proponents of balanced literacy, and I'll talk to people that are very much ant against balanced literacy, proponents of structured literacy. And um, my thing is, it, it, it was both. It was both the explicit instruction of people sitting me down in second grade and going, "We have got to, we have got to get you to a point where you are competent with letter sounds." Um, mm-hmm. at, combined with my mom regularly taking me to the library to find books for me to latch onto. If it had not been for both of those things, I would not love to read.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's both, you know, they're both important. And I think that, you know, a lot of times when kids are starting to learn to read, you know, they want to pick out things like Captain Underpants and books and, you know, sports magazines and things that they're interested in. And I see that being, you know discouraged especially with like graphic novels or audiobooks like different mm-hmm. forms of reading yep. and i see people kind of like oh that doesn't count that's not really reading and i think that's just such a harmful point of view to push on to kids um because it's all you know grown-ups don't just read for educating work. ourselves we read for fun yeah our, you know we don't like just read, do our, like,
0: read for work yeah, th- yeah this has been a complicated definitely. issue for me because um When I talk to teachers, teachers are responsible for giving kids the skill of reading. Um, And and so if there's too much of a focus on getting kids to love to read and not enough of a focus on imparting to them the skill of reading, then these kids grow up with Mm -hmm. an appreciation for something that they're not actually competent in. And I think that that's destined to fail. Um, But at the same time, it's such a challenge because at the same time as you're teaching the skill of reading, kids have got to be regularly exposed to the
1: joy of reading. Yep, for sure.
0: How how have you seen this play out for you? So you used to write for uh, one magazine. Now you write for a magazine for striving readers. What do you mean when you say striving readers?
1: Um, Readers who are behind um, for whatever reason. It's a lot of Um, you know, we're in a lot of special education classrooms, um, a lot of English language learner programs, um, as well as just, you know, kids who are under treating and reading for any number of reasons, an interruption in their education or uh, a lack of engagement um, or, you know, a life experience that has held them back. Um, So it's really for you know, you said, like you said, I started, um, started out on a magazine for third graders and the magazine that I work on now action is for middle and high schoolers. Um, but it's written at a third to fifth grade level. Um, so, you know, we're trying to really give kids stories that are exciting and not, uh, babyish or too young for them. Um, as you know, you see a lot of kids that age who are reading on that level and they just get books for third graders and, You know, that's very,
0: I've actually said this before on the podcast that I think there's this wide open opportunity for kids book authors to start making Mm -hmm. books that are written at one reading level, but content wise, they're at a completely different level. And this could be mixed and matched in so many different ways. We could be writing, you know, fourth grade level books that content wise are for, you know, second graders and vice versa. And the opportunity is wide because the reality is there are so many kids that are in one grade, but at a different grades reading level.
1: Exactly, yeah, it doesn't always match up.
0: Yeah. Um, So what what mostly goes into the magazine?
1: Um, It's a lot of different, you know, nonfiction, fiction. We do like reader's theater plays, poetry, infographics, um, debates to teach argument writing. Um, paired text. It's a, it's a lot. It's, you know, largely um, nonfiction with some fiction thrown in there as well. And our nonfiction is often narrative nonfiction, which makes it really interesting and gripping.
0: Yeah. So you, Anna, you've been at Scholastic for five years. You started on your first magazine, your work, you're, you're an editor, senior editor now for the magazine that you're at now. Where are you headed? Do you think in your career? Like, what is it that your next 10 years are going to look like?
1: You know, I would love to just keep telling the kinds of stories that we're telling. Um, you know, that's I feel like there's just always going to be more and more to teach kids about, especially, you know, these past couple of years, like so many things that are in the news that we want to cover. Um, and so that's always going to be there. I would also love to, um, you know, I've always wanted to write a YA book. Yeah. Um, you know, I've written one, but it didn't sell. Um, so I'm, I hope that I can, you know, get that moving. And I think the key ready. word
0: there, Anna is you've written one, like how, <laughs> how old are you? If you don't mind me
1: asking, I'm
0: 31, oh, you're 31. You've got another 60 years.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking about Make it. Make some <laughs> more
0: books. <laughs> um, yeah. Anna, how can listeners connect with you?
1: Um, they can find me on Twitter at, uh, Anna Sarcheski. It's a N N a S T a R E C H E S K I. Um, and yeah, that's about it really. Awesome. Just,
0: I love, I've loved talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Of course. Anytime.